Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart. Happy 4th of July. It is the 4th of July. God bless America. Man, thank you so much for everything you do for us, combat veterans and people that are actually in the service right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making America free. God bless America. I can't say that enough. Well, episode 47, guys, we are in the house and we're going to have David Clifton share with us. But before I get into all that, I just want to welcome Anybody that's a first-time listener here to the Success Edge uh, for the Marketplace Christian, because we are all about you as a Marketplace Christian. Yep, it focuses on you. So if you're a Marketplace Christian, if you're a ditch digger, a truck driver, a doctor, lawyer, uh, professional salesperson, if you're a mom, dad, if you're doing business or you're doing something in the Marketplace, this podcast is geared to you. We bring you real stories people that you can relate to that are in the trenches with you that are actually having to apply their faith that are having to trust God for different things in the marketplace. And I am so thankful that I get the honor and privilege of interviewing great men and women that are in the marketplace as believers. So you guys always know that I always talk about iTunes and Stitcher radio. These are the two best places gang where you can actually always keep up with the latest and greatest on the success biz. Now here's the deal. If you go to the successedge.biz website, scroll down halfway and look at those icons. The first two icons are where you want to go. If you have an Android phone, go out there to sit your radio. All right. It is actually the play button on those icons. If you have an Apple phone or an Apple device, head on over there and you'll see a music icon. And that is the iTunes podcast directory where you can find the success edge and subscribe there to get the latest and greatest on the success edge. Now, quick change in gears real quick, okay? 7 by 10 Club, we're ha- we're loud and proud with that right now, guys. We are obviously in full force. Definitely head over there and check out the video that I have down there at the bottom of the page, okay, on the successes.biz. You'll see the video. You'll click on the read more. It's actually a video that I actually go through. It's about five minutes long. It gives all the details about the 7 by 10 Club. And what's the 7 by 10 Club? Great question. Glad you asked. It's all about taking you as a marketplace Christian one-on-one with yours truly, Tyler McCart, to the next level, okay? We're going to get down uh, dirty and actually uh, do a seven-week with seven different pe- with 10 different people and we're going to actually going to help you take your game in the marketplace to the next level. So let's go ahead and jump in on this interview, guys. I am so excited for this interview for David Clifton. Man, he has got a heart for the Lord. He is, man, a combat veteran. It couldn't be better to have two combat veterans. You know, Darren Shearer, episode 46 that I just actually had on here this week, and David on the show for this week, July the 4th. God bless America, baby, because, man, we're all about freedom. And man, are celebrating our independence because it's people like Darren and David that are allowing us to be able to have this kind of freedom. So gang, you can find all the show notes again at thesuccessedge.biz backslash 47, where you can connect with David and get all the information. But let's go and jump into this and we'll catch you on the other side. (laughs) 
What's going on, Success Edge listeners? How you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well. I am super excited to have on the air David Clifton today. And, gang, I'm telling you, this is going to be a good one uh, for you. David's got a military background, and currently today he's actually the area director for the Lexington Five, Newbury County, uh, for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, he's got a... He's been married for a good little while to an awesome lady named Natalie, and he's got two girls. And guess what? He is, he's not expecting, but his wife's expecting <laughs> in December. And uh, it is exciting stuff uh, for the Clifton family. But, uh, David, welcome to the Success Ed Show, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, uh, David, obviously, we always do this on the Success Edge. Uh, we always want our uh, guests to introduce themselves and also tell us how you became a Christian. Absolutely. Um, as Tyler said, my name is David Clifton, and I am currently the area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in the Lexington 5 Newberry County area, serving the athletes and coaches. Um, excited that we're expecting our third child. Um, this one will be a boy. And so I got two girls, a seven-year-old and a six-month-old. Hey, man, you kept trying. All- That's good, dude. Well, (laughs) so we're excited though. So, um, obviously, you know, a seven year old and six month old, and then, um, they're all December babies. So that's Mm -hmm. what's most exciting. So Christmas miracle babies. Amen. So, but I was raised in South Carolina, um, right here in Columbia. So born and raised, I played high school basketball at Glen Forest school. It's a private school in West Columbia. And then from there went on to Coker college and played a year of basketball um, it was at that point when, when God really was tugging at my heart, just for me personally, just kind of, I veered away from my relationship with Christ. Um, because I became a Christian at a Billy Graham crusade in the early nineties. Um, when I went with my church, I grew up at St. Andrews Presbyterian church and my walk really was um, very firm, um, throughout junior and senior high school, I had a lot of great youth pastors that really just really devoted to me to, to disciple me and just continue just to pour into me and teach me the word of God. Um, but it was then probably when I went to Coker, um, I started veering off and really just kind of took a turn with my walk with Christ and just felt like that God was telling me that I needed to kind of get away from where I was. And I came home and one of my youth pastors that was one of he was my youth pastor when I graduated from high school. He went in the military as well um, after a year of college. And the, the awesome story is he encouraged me to go in the military and I did. And the neat thing is we were in the same battalion, the same battery, the same fort. Um, exactly. Everything was the same. No um, way. Wait, wait, wait. What are the chances of that even happening, David? I mean, what, I mean, that is like, that's God orchestrated right there. Holy jamoli. That's awesome. It is. I mean, I was at Fort Stewart, which is very rare and he was in desert storm. And then I was obviously in the invasion in 2003 of Iraq. So everything in our whole military career was exactly the same almost, except it was just different times of war. So, wow. but that's really where God took a hold of me. Um, obviously my life in 2003, um, you know, I went, I went in the military just seeking some discipline and just seeking a little more guidance, which I definitely got. The military would definitely give you that. But, um, I made a lot of good friends, and then, and the coolest thing about this, and I think it's you know aha moment, not of not of the you know the marketplace, but aha moment just for the military. It was neat because we came back from 2003. My sister had dated a couple people, and she's a year and a half older than me, and she never really could find that one. I introduced her to one of the captains in, in our unit, and then they ended up getting married. So, <laughs> which was awesome. So, and also you're a matchmaker. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, got, I got a little hitch in me, so there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's good stuff. So, 
So it was really, you know, you obviously got saved at a young, at a young age, you know, in uh, the, you know, was it middle school or was it high school when you actually you know, went to that Billy Graham crusade? It was an early middle school. So I was very young, you know, and I think a lot of people understand, you know, obviously Romans 10, 9 and 10, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You know, I knew I was saved and I knew that I grew um, some of my good friends today, I grew up in with youth ministry um, and we're still friends today. But I think the really thing that I learned, you know, especially um, the cool thing is after I got out of the military and after I went through war and really dealt with that. And, you know, I became a youth pastor probably about uh, three years after that. So being in youth ministry for almost five years before coming to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, that really my youth ministry when I was a youth pastor looked identical to almost the youth ministry when I grew up just because it meant so much to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I kind of got back to my roots, but you know, I'd say that, you know, my biggest, the biggest thing that I think that God's taught me, um, and I just compare it to Samson, you know, is just tearing things down. You know, I just feel that God puts me in certain situations for him. Um, cause he knows that he's taken me to war and I understand how to fight, you know, I understand there's a mission to be completed and I just feel every time God moves me, um, he knows that I'm going to be obedient to that mission and to that calling. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, man, we're going to get into a, a lot more of that here in a sec. But, uh, you know, David, if you could, you know, always on the success edge, we always ask, you know, every guest we have on here, you know, your favorite Bible verse and, and how you're applying it in the, in the marketplace right now. My favorite Bible verse and how I'm applying is Philippians 2.2, 2, uh, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in one full accord and one mind. Um, I just think that's huge because the next verse right after that is to be like-minded as Jesus. And I think if our focus is to be like-minded and be of Jesus and to always have that attitude, we're always going to serve those least. We're always going to serve the least of these. We're always going to feed. We're always going to see the sick. You know, we're always going to take care and go see the ones that are in prison, you know, and we're just going to be that faithful servant because we have a mind of Jesus and not of ourselves. Yeah. So I try to live by that every day. And I try to serve the businessmen that I meet with on a weekly basis just to let them know that, you know, I appreciate their partnership and their donorship for FCA, but their heart and their mind and, and their service is more important than any of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, David, obviously, you know, we're on the success edge. You know, if you don't mind, uh, we talk about success. <laughs> Right. You know, from your perspective uh, as a Christian in the marketplace, give us your definition of success. I think my definition of success is in everything we do um, as Christians with the heart of Jesus, just as I said in Philippians 2.2. 2, um, once you make a decision to follow Jesus, you know, we're going to go through valleys and we're going to have our deep and our darkest times in our life, especially in the business world, just because we have to make decisions and we have to make some decisions that are hard on other people's families and our families as well, especially being in ministry in the marketplace. Um, so I think that we have to understand that, you know, and I take that back to my war experience, you know, with Psalms 23, you know, just we're going to go through our valleys, but, you know, we have to understand that God's with us. And um, so I think just understanding the definition of success is really understanding that being in the business place is not going to be easy. But when we look throughout the, when we, through, we look through the Bible, um, what life was easy following Christ in the marketplace. Mm. Um, and that's what's fun about following Jesus. Um, it's going to be difficult, but that's when we're going to get closest. And that's when we're going to learn the most about ourselves and really who Jesus is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I like what you said is, you know, it almost like it's almost like you took it in until, you know, you, you really are kind of talking for moments of military back terminology, you know, David, is that, hey, you know, we're going to go into battle. OK, and it's not going to be exactly the, the funnest thing, but, you know, we're going to we're going to have an adventure here. OK, 
But you know what? Here's the thing is that, you know, it's a faith step and it's, it's a faith walk every day. Right. Right. You know, yeah, you're not having to pick up a gun today and do battle with somebody, but you're taking your faith and you're taking your walk into the marketplace and doing battle against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, you know, mm-hmm. because that's really kind of where, you know, the battle really, you know, is anyway. Right. And, uh, you know, I like that, that, uh, you know, it's, it's almost where that uh, you kind of encapsulated is as an adventure, you know, wow. and that, it, and whatever you do, no matter what it is, you know, you're taking your walk, no matter what it is to, to the marketplace and you're displaying that that's good stuff right, right there. That is awesome. awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, you know, obviously we just talked about, uh, you know, success, but, uh, we have to go back down to the Valley because if you don't know, if you, if you don't, if you want to know what success really looks like, you got to have some failure. All right. right. You know? Uh, so David, take us to an experience in your walk, uh, that you learned a valuable lesson and, you know, tell us about that lesson. Tell us what the experience was that, uh, you experienced a failure as a, uh, as a Christian in the marketplace. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny that, that we're talking about this because I just had this conversation with somebody last week. Uh, David Olshine, who's the director of student ministries out at Columbia International University. Um, I took a lot of youth classes under him, and he always told me I need to slow down. And one of the biggest failures that I had is when I first came to FCA, I always tried to run ahead of God. And I always thought I could do it my way and that, you know, I would let God know what I'm doing today. And I quickly had to realize that I needed to slow down and I needed to learn that, you know, this has nothing to do with me. This is all about Jesus. And he's allowed me to be a part of his ministry. And if I get ahead of him, you know, I'm going to be speaking a lot and I'm not going to be listening. And that James one really comes into effect to be slow to slow to speak and quick to listen. So I've, I've learned the hard way on a couple of things. Um, but in the end, you know, I've really come on the upside of those failures just because I've, I've learned from them. And, and David, if you could, you know, you know, at the SEC, you know, the success as community, we always love a real gr- down to the level, down take to the ground level and tell us a story, you know, that you ran ahead of God. You know, you thought that, hey, you know, I'm I'm doing what God tells I think I'm doing what God's telling me to do, but I'm running ahead. Tell, take us to a time when that happened, if you could. I think it was when I first came on staff, I fundraised very quickly. Um, I, I don't mind fundraising, you know, because I love networking. I love relationships. And I was very successful in my first six months. Um, so I ran out there full steam ahead, didn't look back, didn't look forward. I just ran and I fundraised, you know, almost 75 percent of my salary in about the first four months of my ministry, which was huge. Um, and then I went and started doing ministry. But what I didn't do is I didn't I didn't listen to, to what they told me. And that's to, to take it. You know, to, that's fine. But you need to go slow and you need to maintain the relationships and build and network and get four or five names from each person. And I just went and just did it. And then I kind of hit a wall and I kind of ran out of contacts and I ran out of people to talk to. And as I looked at it, you know, I was just going so quick. It was kind of like going to Baghdad in 23 days. I mean, or 21 days. And, you know, we just went and then we're like, oh, we got a lot of moving pieces behind us still. So. Um, so I, I would say that in fundraising, you know, and, and what I do every day, um, I didn't listen to the, to the trainers. I didn't listen to actually what I learned and that's to, to be slow, have a plan, execute the plan and, and really allowing God to use that. So, you know, I, what I thought was success ended up being a fail, failure because I just did it real fast and then I just let it, and I didn't do it anymore. And then I went and did something else when I should have just kept continue to do it every day. Mm. Man, I love what you just said, David. God, that was so good. 
be it's almost like I'm just going to kind of summarize this. This is so good. Be slow, okay? Have a plan and then execute the plan. You know, mm-hmm. that is uh you know, because honestly, I mean, yeah, probably right out of the gates, you know, 75% of your, you know, uh, needed, you know, fundraising that you needed, you know, you got in four months. So, you know, you're probably the, the talk of FCA, you know, the, you know, the, the golden hair child, you know, type thing. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, you start going out and trying to do ministry. It's like you forget, hey, you know what? I still got to maintain these relationships and, you know, executing the plan. Um, golly, that's good, David. That's good. I mean, would that be probably the, the vital lesson, you know, is just to slow down and execute the plan. Would that be kind of what you learned from that experience? Yeah. And I've really gone back and I've really looked at what I can do and I've networked with a couple more people and I've really started um, to stick by my plan to make sure that, you know, that I'm calling on people because people don't realize fundraising is just like sales. Mm. You know, it's harder in fundraising because especially in, in FCA, we're kind of selling an invisible product. You know, we can have videos and pictures of kids that were saved but we're trying to get businessmen and women to help fund a ministry where we change people's lives for eternity. And that's a good thing, but it's also something very hard to sell when, you know, you got salesmen walking in these people's office all day long and then you come in behind them saying, Hey, do you mind to give us some of your money so we can go fund the ministry? You know, cause I mean, there's hundreds of ministers out there, you know? So, oh, absolutely. um, so I mean, but I learned from it and I think that's the keyest point and, and really looking at success is, are you learning from your failures? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, then, you know, you're, I don't think you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to last very long in anything if you're not learning from your mistakes. Mm, I love that. That's good. Are you learning from your failures? Success as community. Let me tell you something, guys, that is a money statement. What David just said is, you know, are you learning from your failures? Because, you know, SEC, here's the thing is that you can actually take yourself and, you know, you never have to be a failure. You can actually take that and put it aside if you're always willing to learn from your failure. Okay, you never are a failure. You you can you can take that out of your vocabulary if if you're willing to learn from your failures. That's a great statement, David, and I appreciate you know you sharing that with the uh, with the Success Edge community. Um, so, David, let's change gears. Okay, let's go back up to the mountaintop. All right, all right. and all right. <laughs> it's like let's get out of this slimy pit here. <laughs> so, tell us, take us to take us to the time where you had an aha moment that led to great success as a Christian in the marketplace, David? I really thought about this one a lot. And I think the biggest moment for me was you never know what God's doing in the midst of a circumstance. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my ministry today, um, when I was a youth pastor for almost five years at the church, um, I came very close to a family and their dad ended up dying of cancer. And I had three out of their four kids in youth ministry. And the cool thing was, is we built such a good relationship. So I'm, I'm almost like her fifth child now, and everybody thinks I'm part of their family. But the neatest thing is, is she's one of she. I mean, their family is probably one of the biggest supporters and biggest advocates for me and doing what I'm doing in ministry. And her heart and and she's in line with what we're doing is helping change communities, going after the athletes and the young people of this community. But it was just God was planting seeds and doing something far more than I could ever imagine. And it was going back to that verse, Philippians 2-2, and I just love them for where they are, and I serve that family. And we continue to serve them today and love them, and they're they're like our own family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I think the aha of that, of that is, 
we always want to plan and we always want to say, well, God's doing this and God's doing this. But the point is, is we're just supposed to do what God's called us to do. And if we serve and we love people like God calls us to, he's got a plan far greater than we think he does. But the thing is, we want to have everything in line. You know, we want to have our, we want to have our stock accounts and we want to have our investments and everything all lined up. And we try to do that in ministry, but you can't do that because ministry and especially in the marketplace, when we're trying to go and get funders and trying to get donors to help fund our ministry, they have to believe in, in me as the director, but they also have to believe in our vision. And it all goes back to, to me submitting myself to Jesus and serving that family just as Christ would have served that family in the midst of that darkest time. So I guess the bottom line is in everything that we do, every appointment that you have, everything that you go through, go into it with the attitude of Philippians 2, 2, because you never know. It could be a year. It could be two years. You never know when that person or that group or that family is going to come back and be a part of what you're doing. And it can change your whole entire destiny for what your vision is and what your mission is. Absolutely. And so David, do this for me. This, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm, I want to unravel this a little bit with you. Okay. So were you kind of at your wits end, you know, was this the time whenever you'd hit the 75% and you didn't have any, you know, more contacts and everything. And all of a sudden that family just out of the blue kind of comes through to you. How take us to that day or that moment, you know, whenever all that kind of came together for you. I don't think it, it, it never really came together. It just, it just was always there. I never knew they had always told me, but I never knew that it meant that much to them. Um, with what I was doing while I was serving them. My wife, you know, losing her dad um, at a young age to cancer, and then this family losing their dad to cancer, and a lot of them were at a young age. It kind of just, it was just kind of a fit, you know, it just kind of fit. And then we were just casually talking one day, and it was a no-brainer. I mean, she was overjoyed to be able to, to be on our dinner list. She was overjoyed to be able to help do what I'm doing. And it was just one of the, and that's what I'm trying to say, it's one of those things that when you look at I had no idea the impact of what I was doing at that current time would impact what I'm doing now and having even more of an impact on the community that we both live in. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I say, you know, always serve with an open heart and just continue to do it just as Jesus would. And, and I was just humble, you know, I went in there with a humble attitude and, and it was one of those situations where they didn't have to ask me to do anything. I was just there and I always went. And that's because, you know, when you love a family and you love people for who they are, you don't do th- you don't wait to be asked. You're just there and you just pick up, you pick it up and do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it really changed the outlook. I mean, the cool thing is their oldest son, you know, we went on vacation with him once with our, you know, with our family and, you know, we're really close with, with all their kids and, and the mom, you know, Melanie, you know, she's like my second mom. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those neat, just a neat story that, that happened. So, you know, a few years ago, but now it's totally been one of the main impacts of me being successful um, in FCA because yeah. without her, just without her direction and her encouragement and just really believing and helping change this community, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the courage and the mindset to continue to fight. That's awesome. David, man, that is golly SEC. This is so good. Um, David, do this for me. If you could boil it down into one simple sentence from your aha moment, what would that be? One simple sentence. I mean, I think you just got to say what it is. It's, it's Philippians two two, mm. uh, being light minded as Christ and yeah. and serving those. And I mean, it, it's it's serving. It, one simple sentence: serving those when they need to be served the most. 
mm. and don't wait for somebody to ask to do something. Just mm, do it because right you're there. that's yeah. I, that right there, David. Say that again. That's so good what you just said. Don't just serve people for where they are and don't wait to be asked. Mm. Don't wait to be asked. Golly. David, don't get me on my soapbox on that, brother. Ah, that is so good, David. So good because, you know, here's the thing. I mean, you know, people are just sitting around, you know, they'll, they're distracted with life. They'll get on their Facebook. They'll, you know, be so focused on their job. And, you know, hey, your next door neighbor could be hurting, right? You know, and you're just so, you know, caught up in your own self that you never take the time to stop and say, you know what, let's look at around the world around me. You know, don't, don't sit there and have to be asked. You take some action. You make make yourself available and, you know, observe the surroundings around you. Get yourself right. out of your own way. Right. Right. I mean, David, that's so good because obviously, you know, what happened with you and that family is that you just knew that that family needed um, someone to serve them. Okay, it was a need. You took action. You didn't question it. You didn't say, you know, uh, is this really what I'm supposed to do? No, you didn't have to sit there and pray about it. <laughs> you no, know, it's like you said, you know, I'm going to go serve this family. And you did. And here's the thing. Those were seeds that you sowed into that family. You know what? Mal, how many years ago was that? Probably. Three. Four years, three or four years ago. Three or four years ago that you sowed those seeds of that serving into them. And then all of a sudden, the fruit, the harvest that you reaped from that, just put in that terms, you know, of that you're standing in front of that young lady. And all of a sudden, you know, she's like, yeah, absolutely. I want to be on your donor list. You know, let sign me up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So, I mean, you know, SEC. You know, don't wait to be asked. Get out there and serve somebody. You know, God, that's so good, David. I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate you pulling, you know, allowing me to pull that out of you right there because that was a powerful statement, powerful statement. Well, the only thing I can think about this thing about this, you know, why did somebody have to, why did somebody wait to be asked to help Jesus carry the cross? You know, why didn't somebody just jump out there and, and take some licks with him mm. and carry the cross? So true. You know, you know, do you really believe in what you're doing? Mm. Man, that is so good, David. Man, SEC, babe, we can stop right now. <laughs> God, that's good stuff. That is so good. Well, David, um, you know, do this for me. You know, today, let's 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 come down to the d today. You know, how are you taking your walk as a Christian in the marketplace to the next level right now? That's a good question, Tyler. I think you know, with FCA, you you have to look at what FCA's potential is. You know, our potential is. Um, there are over 68,000 campuses um, from 7th to 12th graders in, in, in the country, and, and they tell us that we have one of the largest platforms in the world um, to share the gospel just because of where we are. You know, in 2008, um, the coaches report in the state of the coaching in the U.S. Um, stated there were 57.3 million youth under the age of 18 that participated in organized sports. So you look at those numbers, and then when you take this to the marketplace, it you have to get people to understand that this is the future. This is where, this is where people are going, you know, and this is our next generation. So, and it's given them to understand that FCA is reaching these people. And when I begin to think about that, I begin to think, how do I use this with the businessmen and women? And sometimes it's not going in there and, and using my little template and my booklet and walking through and sharing this, 
you know, it's walking in there in my mind and I know that there's that many people that we have to reach, but how do I walk into a businessman or a businesswoman's office and tell them that? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to everything we've talked about. It's about having a successful appointment. You walk in there and you have to care more about the other person than you do about what you're doing mm-hmm. um, because they'll read right through it. If you walk in there and just start but when you walk in there and you open up with prayer and then you ask questions about family and you really engage that person and you so interested in who they are, the point is, is you want to build a relationship um, with this person. You want to know them. And then when you come back and see them in two weeks, you want to know what problems they were dealing with and what was going on with their kids. You want to come back and say, now I've been praying for this. So, you know, I think how I'm using that today is I'm, I'm using it every day when I go out as a ministry. It's almost used as counseling in a way of, of really just caring about people. Because you got to think these businessmen and women are going 100 miles an hour just like I am. But the question is, who's taking time? to ask them questions and to make sure they're doing okay because they're trying to take care of everyone else. So who's, who's taking care of them. But you know, that's David, that's why the success edge, you know, exists is because, you know, as people, and I appreciate you, you know, from a ministry standpoint, you know, coming and actually having an interest and actually coming to the office, (laughs) you know, um, you know, not take anything. I, I don't have too many pastors, you know, calling me up or, you know, too many ministers, you know, calling me up and saying, Hey, Tyler, how's, how's your business going? You know, how's things going now? Thankfully my pastor has an interest in what I do, you know, but as I've had my, you know, career out after I got out of college, all right. Right. I've had very few and I'm not, you know, throwing any mud or anything like that, but I appreciate what you're saying right there, David. And, mm. you know, from a minister standpoint, because, you know, you, you, you have a ministry, all right, but you being willing to come into a, you know, business person or businesswoman or professional's office and say, man, tell me about what you do. Tell me how you're doing that. Tell me why you do that. You know, that, that will get you further than sitting there going, hey, man, we got all these kids, there's 57 million kids that need help. You know, how about giving some more money for that? You know, get out of my door. You know, I got plenty of other <laughs> ministries that are asking me for stuff. Okay. So right. anyway, that's, I'm getting on my, I'll get off my soapbox with that right there, David. But, um, you know, honestly, I really appreciate, you know, you saying that, that you have to have an interest in them, you know, because there's so many times that that just does not happen at all, at all. Well, David, if you don't mind, you know, obviously we've been talking about your ministry and everything like that. And, you know, uh, give us a, definitely a, a, you know, plug for the, you know, kind of what you're doing and what your vision is, you know, with, uh, with FCA right now. Yeah. Basically with FCA Tyler right now with the Lexington five and Newberry area, we have just in Lexington five, we have almost 10,000 students that we can, that we can reach. And, and with that is, you know, a lot of stress, you know, we're on campuses in the mornings, we're on, you know, fields or courts in the afternoon with coaches and doing coaches Bible studies. And a lot of fruit last year came with Newberry College, um, doing chapels for them and traveling with them and really engaging that. So we're, we're really, I'm just my, really my first full year in as area director. Mm-hmm. So we're really making a lot of leaps and bounds, getting boards together and really getting the people behind us to really help our vision of FCA and our mission just really come forth. So it goes back to me taking it slow. You know, I have a lot of my mentors that are businessmen just say, you know, just relax, take it slow. Everything will work out. So um, I'm doing that for the first time in my life. And I'm just I'm really taking it slow. And I understand there's a lot of people out there that need to hear the gospel and need to understand what a relationship with Jesus is. But I also need to understand that I can't do it at such a fast pace where I'll burn out and I'm only good for six months. Yeah. 
And so, do you have anybody, you know, on staff with you yet, or is that uh, a work in progress right now? Yeah, I have. Um, his name is Andy Heen. Andy Heen is 81 years old, so I call him Moses. I mean, he's one of the best men. He, he's one of the best people with coaches around. Um, so he's been a part of FCA for a long time, but he has a lot of relationships with coaches and, you know, God has kept him healthy and God has just, you know, allowed him to be fruitful in that area. So, and then April Hatton, she's on staff with us as well. And then we have a, an admin assistant, Rita Renato. So she was on staff for a long time with FCA and now she's back on kind of just at a really small part-time basis, helping me out to get, to get organized just because she lives in our area. Nice. Nice. That's good stuff. Well, and, and, you know, here's the thing, uh, SEC, is that we will have all of this uh, information, you know, that Dave is talking about in the show notes at, uh, at the successes.biz. And uh, you can find all of David's information, you know, because obviously I'm assuming you probably could use a couple of volunteers every now and then, right, David? No, we always want volunteers, you know, because <laughs> the har- harvest is plentiful. Yeah. <laughs> we need some laborers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, David, is, uh, is there – Right now, you know, with kind of how you're doing things and so forth, is there an Internet resource, you know, that you just can't get enough of right now, like an Evernote or a Twitter app or anything like that right now? You know, I spend a lot of my time on Facebook and Instagram just because I love looking at pictures. You know, I'm a picture guy. I don't like reading. I like to look at pictures. (laughs) (laughs) So. So, you know, they can find, you know, they can find a lot of stuff that we do on that. And then also our website for our area is www.l5nfca.org. And uh, SEC, you know, probably some people are on a treadmill right now. They're driving in a car, listen to this, and uh, I'll have all this on the show notes. So you just come back to David's episode and, uh, and obviously I'll be able to have all that, uh, everything right here. Uh, for you guys. Well, um, you know, David, before kind of wrapping things up here, um, you know, outside of the Bible, you know, we always ask any of our guests, you know, to make a recommendation for a book because books, you know, leaders are readers. And, sure. you know, if they're going to be able to go out in the marketplace and make a difference, you know, they got to be leading and uh, obviously they need to be reading. So let's, uh, if you got a book, uh, take it away and tell us about it. I go back to my one of my favorite books that came out a few years ago, Crazy Love by Francis Chan. And and I'll just continue to go back to that just because, you know, we always need to have a Red Bull for the, you know, Red Bull for Jesus. And that's kind of my Red Bull for Jesus right there, you know, because it just it makes you fall more in love with Jesus every time you read it. Hmm. So if you haven't read it, Francis Chan is one of the best speakers probably in the country. And he has a, you know, forgotten God, crazy love. But crazy love just really focuses on your personal relationship and how to enhance that. Well, David, uh, if you don't mind, uh, before I ask the last question, you know, um, tell us where we can find you and uh, how we can best connect with you. I would say through email at dcliftonfca.org or obviously Facebook. Those are probably the two best ways to, to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. And SEC will have all this in in the show notes uh, so you can find David and be able to connect with him. And I know he'd love to hear from you uh, just being able to reach out to him. So, David, um, here's uh, here's my last question to you, okay? And uh, obviously I didn't totally – I always like to have a little bit of a surprise for any of my guests, okay? But, uh, David, do this for uh, for the SEC. If you could go back, okay, if you could go back 10 years to the Mm -hmm. young David – all right. 
and you're sitting in a coffee shop with a young David, what would you tell that young David in his walk as a marketplace Christian? Wow. Ten years ago from today, I'd have just been back from Iraq. Hmm. Um, probably in the state of mind that I was in then, you know, just dealing, you know, having some PTSD and really just reliving and really going through the emotions of coming back home from, from war. Um, I probably waited about three, probably about two or three years before I really went back to my mentors and dived in and started getting some good counseling and really getting back on my feet. Um, but, uh, to remember what Jesus says, um, that I am the way that I am the, the truth and I am the light. Um, cause I got away from that, you know, and I really questioned my walk and really questioned, you know, coming back and seeing and doing the things, um, obviously in war is something that I never dreamed of doing, yep. um, seeing, and I, I didn't realize how big of an effect that would have on the mind. And that really took me a totally opposite way than I wanted it to. Mm. And I think if I could have told myself something or somebody would have told me something, it, it would be to, you know, stop relying on yourself and, and rely on Jesus because we have to remember that Jesus went through one of the most gruesome and, you know, one of the most gruesome times of anybody in life as he hung on the cross and he was beaten to death and, you know, and his mom watched that. And there was, you know, there's this, there's just the, the picture of the crucifixion. And I wish somebody would just smack me around and said, you know, Jesus has been there, dude. You know, mm. Jesus has been through what you've been through and it's been twice as worse. Mm. So, you know, just fall to your knees and go back to Jesus. Mm. You know, so I, I look for, I've always looked for the success and the gratification of another man to give me, to say, you're a good person, you know, you're doing well. And I always want that compliment. And I've always needed that from another man. And, and I don't. You know, I just need to, I just need to do what I'm supposed to do because the only thing I need to hear is when my day, when my day come is well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's the only thing that I want to hear. Um, but if I'm looking for the success and the pleas of man, then I'm putting all my faith in man and not God. Mm. Man, that's good, David, man, SEC. Uh, wow. That's great. You know, and you know, SEC, uh, you know, David, obviously, you know, coming out of, you know, a wartime and seeing all that carnage and everything, you know, that is so powerful that, you know, you'd have, you know, kind of had to slap yourself around a little bit and, you know, reminded yourself, you know, Hey, you know, Jesus is still there, man. You know, he, 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 he went through a whole lot worse stuff, uh, than what, than what you could even have thought of. And, uh, man, that's great, David. Good, 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 good. Well, David, thank you. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being on the success edge. It was definitely, uh, awesome to have you. Um, I know that the listeners here, the success edge appreciate your time and, uh, you're just uh, humbleness to actually, you know, talk about all the stuff from the military to, you know, you actually are a failure and also your aha moment that you had. And, uh, you know, SEC will have all this in the show notes at the success dot biz and, uh, David, thanks buddy. We appreciate you having on, having, uh, being on here, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, Success Edge, I know you got a ton out of that. I know I did, as usual. David Clifton, thank you, brother. I salute you, my man, for coming on the Success Edge and sharing your heart and your uh, aha moments and your failures. Man, it was real. It was raw. I really do appreciate it. And, man, it was good. And, uh, man, SEC, 
Thank you for tuning in and listening to David because, man, I appreciate it, and David appreciates it. And, man, we're this is, was just a really good interview, especially on the 4th of July this week to be able to honor our veterans and honor our country that we have. And, again, I can't say enough. God bless America. So, all right, here's the deal. Call to action, gang. SEC, here's where I wanted you to kind of dig in and strap in, all right? The call to action from David's interview is this right here. Are you waiting to be asked to serve someone? Man, when David talked about that, and I pulled that out of David, it lit a fire in me because this is a uh, just a burning thing. I mean, my mom instilled this in me to not just be a casual bystander and to be wrapped up in my own world, but to actually take some time to be observant, to be proactive and look at your environment around you and look for someone that might need your help. Look for their body language. Look how they're looking, maybe standing over in the corner of a networking event, or maybe go over to that coworker that you've seen periodically, you know, kind of have their head down. Get proactive. Stop just being a bystander and go and serve somebody. Go and be proactive, not have to be asked, okay? I mean, I love what David said in his interview. He said, why did it take somebody to be asked to carry Jesus' cross? I mean, come on. That is such a great you know, insight in that. Gang, wake up. Wake up, Success S community. I'm actually reminded of episode 43 of Chris Kennedy, where that Chris talks about the go-giver and looking for an opportunity to serve. Man, if you go back and read the go-giver and go back and listen to Chris Kennedy's episode, episode 43, you're going to get impacted by this the spirit of just giving and looking to serve someone and not to be served. All right, changing gears, gang. I want to do social media shout out, okay? Actually, specifically with Twitter. I've got a gentleman that is actually a new follower of mine on Twitter, the Eric Beatty. Man, I really appreciate the comment you actually uh, gave me a shout out on, Eric. You actually said right here a couple days ago, I mentioned listening to a couple great Christian entrepreneur based podcasts. Here's another one by Tyler H. McCart. Man, Eric, thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. Man, I am honored that you would even consider me uh, a great person to listen to. Thank you so much. So last thing, guys, that I want to announce is obviously the 7 by 10 Club. If you want to take your walk as a Marketplace Christian, head over to thesuccessedge.biz and look for the actual promo video that I have on the thesuccessedge.biz, and you'll see the video. I got about a five-minute, um, basically, outline and everything like that that I go through on that video that talks about the 7x10 Club. Man, we're all about helping you go in on a one-on-one basis here in the marketplace and help you take your game to the next level God's way. All right, gang. So last thing is this right here is we've got Mr. Brian Bowens that is going to be on the Success Edge podcast next week on Tuesday. And if you recall, I'm going to a once a week release. Yep. One episode per week. That is all I can handle. That is exactly how the Lord is directing me. And actually that also came spoken to me by my, you know, business coach that I have with my podcast that's helping me, uh, Mr. Tim Page. And uh, I'm excited about releasing though, Brian Bowens, episode. Brian is an artist. Okay. He's got a tremendous artistic ability to him. I think you're going to enjoy it. He's actually been a longtime listener of the Success Edge uh, podcast. And man, I was honored to actually get to know Brian a little bit through this process. So 
SEC, happy 4th of July, and we'll catch you on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.